Fire away. Anything? Well, when, uh, Ryan Pace won the award. What are his thoughts on Ryan winning Executive of the Year? I love it. I think it's great. I think that uh, he de- deserves every bit of it. Uh, just me being behind the scenes with him and knowing how hard he works at uh, at what he does, which is uh, you know just putting together this great group of guys and good good people, and we just work together collaboratively, collaboratively, uh, just going through things, talking through things, and and to to see him publicly get recognized for what he did. Um, I'm probably happier than anybody. Well, you obviously won Coach of the Year, so what's what's the encore for the two of you? Well, I think we all know that answer, you know, and that's the most important thing, which is the team the team award. So um, that's what we're shooting for next year. And uh, I think if you know you guys know, and Ryan and myself, those individual awards of the Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, that's it's it's cool and everything, but the the, the only one that really matters is that trophy at the end of the year. Diving through tape on the running backs available. Yeah. See what what did you like about Mike Davis's profile? Well, you know, with Mike, we saw somebody that, uh, um, you know, he was in a position in Seattle where he, he didn't have a, a lot of tread on his tires. You know, not a lot of carries. Shared some carries, um, and I, I liked his vision. I thought he had really good vision. Um, he was a guy that that could, you know, I've, you've heard me say, it, so can make you miss between the tackles. He has that in him, um, and so we, we, we like that. We thought that uh, that, that would be a, a good addition to, to our our, uh, our side of the ball on offense, and and uh, so we're, we're intrigued to get him in and start learning who he is as a person, and, and uh, from all the research that we did on him, we thought it was a great fit. What about him in the passing game? Yeah, no, he's got – so you don't see a lot of that on tape with him uh, where, where, where he came from in Seattle, but – but he, it's. I think it's. I think it's there. And just from from talking to him when he got in here, uh, you, you know, he, he's a he's an athlete. You know, and, and as long as you're an athlete, we can make it work. When, when you say it, you talk about hands. What do you? Say? A little bit of both. You know, uh, all these guys are so different in what they bring to the table. Um, some are unique in the fact that they're, you know, they're they're they have really good hands and they're average route runners, or they have average hands and they're great route runners as as ball carriers, as running backs. <clears throat> so. You'll see here, just in what we believe in, is is fi- trying to find that mix and that mold of of uh, some running backs that, that we put together. When you have a Jordan Howard, a Tariq Cohen, a Mike Davis, you have these guys. They all have different traits, and some of it's protection, some of it's scatting out of the backfield, some of it's from empty. And we just like to try to figure out what's the best way to use them. And uh, anytime you can add guys to your position, it's good. Does Jordan Howard have a role on his team. Yeah, yeah, he does. And and for for us. Um, you know, I know the stuff that there, there's stuff floating out there in regards to the, the trade thing, the, the trade uh, rumors that are out there. And we're always going to, to with, with all of our guys, you know, if there's rumors out there, or there's people talking, Ryan's going to always listen and we're going to see where we're at. And then if it's something that we think is going to make our team better, we'll entertain it. And, and uh, so for us, uh, the running back position right now is, is something that, um, we, 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 we think we're in a good spot, but we definitely feel like overall in the run game between the, the, the O-linemen, the running backs, and me calling plays that we can be better at that run, in the run game. Now you talked a couple times last year in season about getting more com- coaches getting more comfortable with yeah. getting fit. How much of this offseason work is on personnel and how much of it is on scheme? So um, there's probably more this year on scheme and building our identity than there was last year. Last year it got kind of old because we were watching so much Kansas City tape that uh, you don't really know what you're watching. You, you think you do, and then until you get to the season and now we understand that, okay, this is what we do well. So we're doing that right now in the morning, so we're going through and seeing what 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 is our identity. I'm learning that as a, as a play caller and as a head coach. Our coaches are learning that within their positions. And, and now we take that, and at the same time, they're breaking down their own positions to see uh, personnel-wise, do these guys fit or do they not fit? And I think that's kind of the you're, – you're either – we always talk about you're either getting worse or you're getting better, and we need to make sure we're getting better. If we're not doing everything we can at every position on this team to make our, our – to get better from last year, then we're not doing our job as coaches. How does Cordero Patterson fit? Well, um, from what I've seen on tape and, and everything that he does, I, I think that uh, uh, 
CP has a has a role in the fact of, of you need a vision for him, you know, and, and I think that's what's exciting for me is when, when Ryan and I were watching tape and the other guys in our, in our room were watching tape on him, we saw a, a role for him. So every, you, you see what he did in, in uh, New England with the, the jet sweeps, the arounds, the screens, and I think that that's a good fit for him. Um, but for me, it, it's kind of like a kid in a candy store. You get to kind of pick which kind of which candy you like best, put it together, and figure out you know uh, what he does best. When he comes, when he gets here, and we start getting on the field and seeing what he can do mentally and physically, that's when we start formulating it all and, and putting together some some things that we like uh, like him to do within our offense. He comes with a reputation as, as not necessarily being sharp, detail oriented. Mm-hmm. That's something that might drive you crazy. How, when you get a new player, do you sort of iron that through and make sure he understands the expectations? The way I look at that is we have guys on this team that are extremely detail-oriented, and they get it. Uh, And so what we do is we normally fill their plate pretty high. Uh, With a guy like CP, you know, if if that's the case, right, from what you're saying, then we'll evaluate that, we'll feel that out, and then we'll, we'll pull back if we need to. But that's our fault if we put too much on somebody's plate, regardless of who it is. What the very make of the Patriots use him at running back? I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you see how big he is? Yeah. He's 228, you know? I like him back there returning kicks, too. I was going to say, at the very least, take the kick returning duties off the shoulders. Yeah. Anthony, maybe even Tariq, just to free those guys up within the offense, too. Within the offense yeah, as well? Is that, is yeah. That oh, yeah. 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 If... if, if, uh, if, if if we were bringing him here just to return kicks, um, we'd be telling you that we're. I mean, I'd be lying to you. He, he's he's going to play in the offense. He's going to he's going to have a role. And um, from now until you know week one, we got to figure out how how do we maximize what he does best. And that I, I don't know that yet. But when I see him get in here and we talk to him and we see what he can do, then uh, we as offensive staff are going to we're going to find some good stuff for him. So man, so. Times last year, you only had four receivers up. Yeah. And then JB's gone. Yep. What do you make of that group now, top to bottom, at least before the draft? Well, first of all, you got A Rob, who uh, last year at this time wasn't practicing because of the ACL deal. Now he's got a full year. He feels good. I think everybody saw what you're about to see with him in that Eagles game uh, was special. And I felt it. He felt it. The quarter, Our quarterback felt it. So that's what I think you're going to see here as we go on out with, with A-Rob. So he's going to feel a lot better just in everything. We're going to be able to play faster. Anthony Miller, okay, coming off the the, uh, the, the surgery, okay, so there'll be some time till he jumps back in. But he needs to now take the next step mentally within the offense. Physically, he's got all the tools in the world to be a great wide receiver. Mentally, he's got to make sure that, uh, and we do, got to make sure that that we can put him in a position to where he can excel because he's very talented. He's extremely talented. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, again, coming in, learning who we are uh, as, as a culture, coming from different teams. He, he did that. He did a great job learning, understanding the details of what his role is. And he played 77% last year uh, in offense. He played 77% of the offensive snaps, whereas previous years he was in the 40s and 50s and even 30s. So that was new to him. You know, playing three out of four snaps was new. So how, how does he get used to that? And, and uh, uh, Javon, Javon Wims, right, rookie, practice squad, gets to play on the look team. Now it's an opportunity for him to step up, and, and you saw him in the Vikings game when he did. So we're adding to it. We did. We lost a couple pieces, uh, you know, with Bellamy but, uh, and with what he does. Because the one thing with Josh was he could play every position, right? He could play the, the zebra. He could play the Z, the X. And we need to be able to make sure we have a couple of those guys. With Anthony, what is your sense about what the next step in his mental development is? Just, um, I would say, making sure that when we're in meetings, you know, uh, now that he knows what the plays are, now he can, instead of taking two or three notes from a play, now he's going to take three or four notes. And, and instead of just trying to learn up, uh, understand where he lines up in a play, in a formation, understand what the other three guys on the field are doing within the route. Instead of just saying, okay, I do this. If I get open, I'm going to get the ball. Now you need to know what do the other three guys do and when am I getting the ball versus what coverage. Now, what did you learn about Tariq's role in the first year with your offense and kind of what more you can even get yeah. out of him moving forward? The, number, the first thing I learned is that, first of all, he loves football. Second of all, you can fill his plate up because he's extremely bright. 
and, and he just he wants a lot. Where I got to pull back a little bit, and we need to as a staff is it's that whole less is more principle, you know, and you can't overload him. Um, I felt like as the year went on, him knowing what we do within our offense and us seeing what he does well, we started really matching it up well. And there's now you saw it. There's some teams that are going to come in and say, listen, there's one dude we're shutting down on this team. It's 29. And sometimes you're not going to, you know, I was criticized for not getting the ball to to, uh, to him in the playoff game, right? The Eagles do, they're not dummies. They, they, they try to do things to take guys away. So they decided they were going to uh, not let him win the game. And they, they did some things to try to take him away. But then that's why the philosophy of having other guys on the team that can make plays, then, then that's what happens. Is your 2019 kicker on the roster right now? Um, I don't know. <laughs> if, if I knew, I'd tell you. You know. And by the way, you got it's crazy. You guys keep talking about this. What's his about Blewett? That's not even his last name. It's French. It's Blewett. <laughs> you guys are crazy. I mean, I understand why you did it, but no, it's Blewett. How much coaching are you doing when you have the 25 seconds of Mitch's ear? Are you just getting a play call in there, or how much coaching are you actually giving him about what to expect in that particular call? No, he's mainly getting just the play call. You know, yeah. Uh, there might be something here or there where I tell him, be aware of this. But I'm not sitting there telling him, hey, it's cover two, throw it to the to the X. Back to the kicker. Do you need to have a guy with legit NFL experience in the mix of the competition at some point? Or are you it depends on what these two kids do for you? Well, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, no, it depends. I, I it's it's such a it's Obviously, the elephant in the not the elephant, but the we 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 missed the kick, the double doink. Everyone's talking about we missed it, right? So that's a big emphasis. We got to get that right. Um, so, how do we do that? Well, we go about trying to to find out who the next guy is on our team, and, and both these guys, they, neither one of them has has that experience, right? That's a huge question mark. So you go into the to the season um, knowing that there's a risk, right? But what if you have a guy on your roster right now that, and I'm going to go to Kansas City, for example, because I was a part of that team, that's the next Harrison Bucker, right? What if you have that guy? And so that's how we got to, you know, everybody else says, oh, well, you know, no one knows who these guys are and they never kicked in a game. But, hey, hell, I, I never coached in a game last year. Last year was my first time ever being a head coach. You, 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 somebody needs an opportunity. So wouldn't that, wouldn't that be terrible if we have two guys on our team right now that can be great kickers that we have and we let go or we did this. So we got to give them an opportunity. Now it's uh, it's I think that's the fun part and there it's a it is for sure it's a touchy situation because of because of our what happened in the playoffs and because of the history of of um, of you know uh, of our team. So is it, Tabor keeping his hair? Is he looking like you? <clears throat> I think he's keeping it. I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, I. I, I he doesn't want to look like me with his hair. Is that, is that a competition that you could foresee yeah. throughout the entire preseason? Like yeah, I think so. I think so, and I want to put, I want to do everything I can to. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll make sure that somehow we without having seventy thousand screaming fans of Soldier Field and, and kicking it in Soldier Field, we're going to put pressure on them and we're going to we're going to make it you know so that they kind of tighten up a little bit as, as much as you can. I mean, it's you sit here and you watch these kickers at the combine. The combine, you know, and they're they're there's like you can you can hear a pin drop, and they're out there kicking with no pads on, no nothing. And so I want the real thing, you know. And so how can you make that happen? And you got to you got to kind of draw it up. And when you have you know 90 players out there with an incentive of they got to do this or they got to do that, if you make it or miss it, there's a little bit of a you know, challenge. Should probably have media out there too. <clears throat> well, that's that's actually not a bad thought. Maybe, well, we might work. Yeah, put the helicopter up there. That'd be good. <laughs> How do you balance? You talk about it, it's kind of an open wound. Yeah. How do you balance the patience to nurture the opportunity versus hey, we got to find a guy and we can't afford to? Yeah. Well, no. We 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 understand. We understand the significance of getting that right. Um. So. We talk through a lot of different scenarios. We talk through a lot of different um, uh, situations, uh, and, and the, the what ifs. We knowing how how important it is. Um, I just think that 
some of it you, you have to there's there's we won't know the answer until we go through some things and and who knows between now and training camp who knows about anything i mean we, we it, i wish i could tell you guys more i don't know so we're just trying to uh uh to to make everybody else know that we know how important it is and and you got to make the kicks that's it you got to make the kicks and so however we can put ourselves in the best position to make that happen, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do everything we can. Is there a number of kickers that would be too many to have? Um, I think so. Just because of the you're taking away other roster spots when you do that. But at the same time, if there's three guys that are going against each other, you know, we need to figure out, is that good? Or, or is it, and then if there's one guy that maybe isn't doing well or we feel like we got an answer and then we either keep him or we move on. And so it'll be really fun to, to test that out and to see how it goes. Uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's where we're at now. But I'll say this too. As a team, with what went down in that Eagles game, as a team, I, I, I truly believe that that scenario – will make us stronger as a team as, as hard as it is and everybody you know for me and everybody else that's going to make us stronger somewhere it's going to make us stronger that, that, that tough loss is going to make us stronger and that are, are and Daniels locked center and guard is there any chance they can still be switched no there's there's a there's a possibility there that we, we that we're kind of in the middle of that right now looking at how they played at those particular positions not just those two but everybody and so we're gonna we're gonna stay open in that. And if, if we feel like um, it's gonna be better to to switch somebody, we'll do that. And if we don't, then we'll stick with where we're at. When you evaluate, obviously Daniel's improved dramatically yeah. since went out, but some think that he still looks like he could be special at center. Yeah. Is that a consideration? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That big picture, even if you start back at zero and zero and, and try to get guys to understand that they've got to recapture and regain that hunger that started. What parts of last season's success do you feel like provide momentum as you as you push into 2019? Well, um, what I liked was I, I really appreciate the trust that that our coaching staff earned and developed within the players. And what I mean by that is um, just a specific example was that three-game stretch in 12 days where we laid out a, a, a map. How are we going to do this in these next 12 days? And part of it was there were some there were some tough practices and there was going to be some quick turnovers. And what they saw was if they just believe in what we're telling them and how we do it um, to trust us that it'll it'll it, we'll, we'll we'll win games. And we did that. We went three and zero after we got by that stretch. Our guys, you could really feel it. Like whatever we said, they were all in on and they believed it. Whether it was a pulling back reps or adding reps, the quality versus quantity deal, um, how we're going to approach the playoffs, how we're going to approach in the playoffs. And, and I just I, I thought that that was um, really good. Now, we go into our first meeting April 15th, 90% of our players now know how, how we work as a, as a staff. They know what I'm saying. Now I need to connect the dots with, the, with these guys in, 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 in having them realize that this is no longer 2018. This is 2019, and we got to start all over again. And how do I do that? And and we have good people, good players on the team. We have good coaches. Again, trust trust the process. Trust where we're at, and know that there's a lot of hard work ahead of us. Now, before the Jets game last year, you said Buster Screen is possibly the best nickel in the league. What impressed you most about him? What do you like about him? So, in my my time in the NFL. <clears throat> Buster's been in this league, and and he's he's you know he played in, in Cleveland for a while, and then obviously the last three or four years with New York, and I just I've always appreciated he's like he's one of those guys where he's always around the football, he's feisty, he'll stick his nose in there uh, on a on a nickel slot blitz, uh, he'll go in there and take your legs out. I mean he, he's he's just he he plays the game hard, and he's not a big guy, he's not big at all. But he plays hard, and I, I always thought he was just kind of sticky. He always that slot receiver. If you were running a, a corner route or you were running a post route, he was always right on your hip. And you saw that in the in the, our game against them, Mitchell and uh, Mitchell and Anthony Miller. They just made a play. He was locked, that touchdown to Anthony Miller back hip shoulder uh, back uh, hip. He just made a great play. He was covered. 
and Buster did a great job, but they just made a better play. But I, I've always appreciated him and him coming in and talking to him when he was in the building. You can just you see he, he's um, he's a mature professional and he, he's going to be all in with what we're doing. How did you uh, transition from Vic to Chuck going so far? Any differences that you see? It, it's easy. Uh, I love I love Vic to death. Um, I, I can't remember if I told you or not, but I, I became a lot closer to Vic in those last 48 hours of him going through the the, the hiring process, the head head coaching job, um, and and that's great. He's gonna he's gonna do do great in Denver except for when we play him. Um, but uh, uh, and that's just, a, that's just I'm just I'm not predicting anything. I'm just having fun. Uh, Maggie predicts win over Brian. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't go there. Um, but Chuck, see Chuck, when he came in and w- when we interviewed him. It was so easy. So you, you guys know. You saw him. He, he talked for like two hours in his first interview with you guys. He talked a lot, right? So he's he's easy to talk to. He's a football guy. He's a good, 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 solid person, and he's just hungry. He, he last year being out of the game for a year, um, he was able to to, to reflect. Uh, he put things in perspective. You can feel it. I mean, he, he's he's in the office longer than anybody the times that, that I'm around. I mean, he's, he's just in there grinding on tape, and he's passionate. You feel it. And now it's going to be his job, which is going to be easy, but it's going to be his job to have the, that defense feel that. And and um, and then the X's and O's part, that's that's not as hard as you guys think. I mean, that, that's a – you know, it, it's for – for these guys, once they come in and they feel it and they see what he's all about, they're going to trust what he's doing, and then it's just going to be a matter of going out and letting it loose. How would you say it's not as hard as we think? You mean the calling of the defenses or the players? The, no, I'm talking about the transition of going from you know our guys in the scheme to where to now with his stuff. It, that part's not as hard. Now, no, that for for him that'll be you know that, that's that, that's uh, that's the fun part as coaches is getting back into calling. And doing that, and I have ultimate trust in them. How would you characterize the difference in player going from Amos to the Knicks there in safety? Yeah, um, they they both have their their uh, their own specific qualities. I mean, we appreciate everything that Amos did when he was here. Um, he he just he came to work every day, played hard. Um, you could always trust him; he was going to be in the right spot at the right time. And he did that. He could he could he could make plays in the box if he had to blitz. Um, and and I, I, we just we, we thought that uh, for the time that he was here with us, that's the beauty for these guys in free agency is they get to test the market and, and they get rewarded for, for playing well. And that's what happened with him. With HaHa, uh, you know, everyone knows coming from from uh, being a, a first round draft pick from from Green Bay, came in, had a great couple years, and in this past year, he'll be the first to tell you that he didn't play as well as he probably would have wanted to play. So we just felt like here's a great opportunity. For him coming to this defense and this city and this this organization, and it's a great opportunity for us where you know it could it could it could and, and it could fill a role at that spot. Two guys that played the, together at Alabama, you know, with Haha and, and Eddie, and it could be a win-win situation. And that's what we feel like we're going to get um, from from Haha joining our, our culture and our group of guys and he's super excited to do that. You make a famous going to the Packers. Yeah, process. no, it's fun and, and uh, it'll be, I'm sure, a little bit of a storyline as we get into that week one game, but uh, it'll it'll look funny seeing him in that in that uniform. I'm sure it'll look the same for the Packers did fans. Get, haha. Did you get what you wanted out of the tight end position last year when you look back upon that, that group? I, I did. I, I thought that um, you know, we have several tight ends uh, with, with we had a bunch of them and, and Broniker did a great job on special teams. That was really where his role came in, was doing great there. With Adam getting hurt, you know, Adam Adam was essentially our 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 why, right? Him and Dion. Um, and and for Adam, uh, when he came back, he wasn't he still wasn't a hundred percent throughout the rest of the time that he was that he was playing. So I'm I'm really excited to see when he gets back in to see him hundred percent. The U's, I thought they did a great job. Again, the U position and the zebra position, which we call the adjuster in our offense, they by far mentally have the most on their plate than anybody else on this team other than the quarterback. So Trey Burton, and now Trey had the ability of being in the Eagles offense, so he knew some of that, so that helped him a lot. But Trey and Broniker and, and uh, uh, Taylor Gabriel, sometimes Anthony Miller, moving those guys around, uh, that, that's a challenge. So to the tight end position, 
I, I like where we're at. I do think that we can get even better. With Adam Shaheen, what are some of those next steps for him as he gets healthy and more acclimated? Well, it'll be important for him um, to, to stay healthy for 16 games, number one, right? Because they always talk about your best uh, ability is your availability. So we got to have that. That's important. Uh, he got better at holding the line of scrimmage. I thought as a wide tight end, holding the, the end of the line of scrimmage, holding the point, he can do that. He's a big guy. Uh, and then route running, he's not going to give you the wiggle wiggle that some of these other U tight ends do, but he's a bigger uh, uh, type person or tight end where he can use his body, you know, and running a slant route or running um, a post route. And you, it's a big target, it's a friendly target to the quarterback. So, uh, Everybody that you ask me about within this offense this coming year, my answer is always going to be they should be able to play faster this year because they know where they're going. And now that it's official, what's your reaction to Bears Packers before? Well, it's exciting. Um, number number one, first off, uh, for for it to be the league's and our 100th year in this thing, that in itself is is just is awesome. Then you take it and you say, okay, let's line these two teams up, one of the greatest uh, rivalries in any of sports, and we're going to play to open the NFL season for the 2019 season. We're going to start here. And, and then, better yet, it's going to be at Soldier Field. So, I mean, I, I kind of I got goosebumps right there just saying that. And it's uh, it's going to be special. we got to make sure our guys understand um, the significance of it, but not to make it too overblown to where they don't play play fast but it's just I think it's gonna be great for the league I'm excited it's at home obviously playing in uh in Green Bay and that tough loss we had last year but uh it, it I'm fired up about it with your experience in that kickoff game is there anything unique to that game that, that you learned about you know just being the, the first game on the stage well uh when you have a game that starts the season everybody's watching it's a night game. It's there's just so much history involved in the game. Uh, from last year, for me, it was my selfishly, it was my very first game as a head coach, and you're on Lambeau Field. And um, if you're not playing at home, right at Soldier Field, and you're playing a, a division rival at Lambeau Field, that that's a pretty pretty cool thing. And so we came out on fire and did well, and then to lose the way we did, that was tough. But that made me a better coach. I told you that. And so we're going to use those those experiences that we had to help us in this week one game next year. Matt, uh, Packers last year talked a lot about the challenge of facing a first-time head coach in the very first game. Yeah. Now you're going to get it. Yep. Matt LaFleur. So in your mind, what are those challenges preparing for a team that hasn't put a whole lot on tape yet? Well, yeah, there, yeah there, there won't be anything other than preseason, and we all know how that goes. So um, that's, that's going to be uh, – uh, a challenge for for us, really, more so for our defensive coaches because of not knowing really exactly what what Matt has done or what he's going to do. Uh, and then on the other end, for us uh, on offense and for our offensive coaches, um, you know, with with Coach Petten being there and having a couple games against them. And but there's there's always changes, so that's part of the the chess match of, of seeing what you're going to get. To me, it's not about that. It's more about how do you adapt within the game? How do you adjust? It's about adjustments. And whoever adjusts better, and, and that's not just our game, that's every game in the NFL this year. You know, there's always early in the season. Man, I know you always tell the players you want to kind of avoid the noise, not listen to what's been said. Yeah. Just last, what you said. Last year, the uh, expectations outside the building weren't that high. Now you go 12 and 4, you win the division. The very people are going to be looking at the Bears as the team they want to. Right. Are you going to address that? How are you going to address that with the players in terms of the mentality going into the season? I, I ended the, the season with uh, with our exit interviews telling them that we're now the hunted, right? We're not hunting anymore. We're the hunted. Uh, but that's, that's pretty cool. That's what you want. We want to be that team that gets on primetime as much as we can. If you're doing that, you're doing something right because people want to see you. So, uh, but within our house hall, our players are going to realize and they're going to feel it from our staff and from myself that uh, last year is gone. It was the same thing for, for us last year. Was I, I, told, I don't care anything about what happened in 2017. I don't care. This is a new year. So when, when I stand down there and I hold the, the trophy and I tell you that this is why we're here, you got to believe it. Uh, not sure everybody believed it at the beginning of the season last year. Now when we get in there April 15th, every one of those guys in that building are going to believe it. But it doesn't just happen by walking on the field. 
And so they, we got to work hard in practice. We got to get better in OTAs. We got to get better in training camp. And then we get week one, we got to go one and off. And and if we're worrying about going, you know, thirteen and three or this or that, uh, you can set goals and shoot for it. But you better you better take it week by week. I thought as a team last year that that was our big our our best um, thing that we did as a team, coaches and players. We never looked ahead. We didn't care who we were playing. We never looked ahead. We always took it one week at a time. So we got to transfer that to this year. You, you talk about reading leadership books and studying yeah. leaders out there. You have a team of people who accomplished a lot of things individually mm -hmm. last year. Obviously, didn't accomplish the team goal, but all pros, Pro Bowls, awards, all that. What's the challenge of now that they've accomplished all those things personally to get it back to the, get the focus back to being on the team goal? Well. Of everybody that you just talked about that got those awards, they all either sent me a text or called me to tell me that they that they want the trophy. That, that it's great, but they they want the trophy. Every one of them. So uh, uh, I thought that that was pretty pretty neat hearing that from the guys. Um, and you know, I, I know just again from from talking to Fifty Two to, to Khalil, he's hungry. He's hungry, and all the other accolades and everything, he, he wants a Super Bowl and. The guy was in the he was in the in the gym working out as that Super Bowl was being played. He was in the gym working out. I, I know that for a fact, and that, I mean that's pretty good to have that, you know. And 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 so when you have guys like that 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 want the trophy and they they want the ultimate prize in the end, um, that's special. So we just got to, but it, it's it's a lot of hard work, and I think that uh, we got a good group of guys that are focused, they're determined, and. They're they're ready they're ready for the challenge. And the, the, you mentioned OTAs. The, the teams have a great participation percentage in the volunteers. Do you have a sense for what it would be whether Khalil will be there and other guys will be there? Yeah, they'll be there. Yeah, they'll, they're, they'll. That's again. That's who we are. Those are. I'm not worried about one guy not showing up. And with, with Mitch having that Pro Bowl honor, what's your sense of, of the value of that for him, and also how he? sort of both processed that week and, and kept it within the right framework? That was the, the one thing I forgot to say was in that last question was, um, and specifically talking to Mitch, for our guys to, to go to the Pro Bowl and experience that as a, you know, collectively, I don't know, I forget how many guys it was, seven or eight or something like that. They go there and for them to hang out and get and feel what it's like to go there with these all-stars, right? That's a big deal for these guys. And a lot of our guys haven't been through that. So they got that. Now take that right here and put put that off to the side, right? Now let's go get this. This let's go do everything we can to go get this trophy. And so for Mitch, um, I, I just thought that that spoke to what kind of year he had. That his peers in this league are voting for him to go to the Pro Bowl. That's a big deal. And so I was proud of him for that. He had a great time. He enjoyed that week when he was there. But again. Uh, we have a bunch of selfless players, and they they want to work together. It, it's like that. We had a we had a, uh, a a speech the other day in here, and they were talking about you know if you have too many alphas and too many you know superstars, it can get crazy, right? And it's you know and, and versus a bunch of just good guys that work together. That's what we are, and I, I truly I feel good about that. Uh, we have a bunch of good guys that want to win and want to do whatever they can to make the team better. And we talk about we, not me, but that's that's real with our, within our building. Last year you had this test process. How do you coach with the change of expectation? I mean, what are, what are the internal expectations of him, and how do you how do you set this up? For the well, when you talk specifically about Mitch, uh, we're we're talking now about one of the things we want to work with him on is uh, um, some of these uh, throws that occur. I mean, what? 70% of the time, you're working drills and they're off balance. You're never just three hits throw, usually, right? A lot of times it's a it's a hitch, move out of the pocket, throw on the run type deal. And so uh, now that he can take the, the the first wide vision, everyone's lined up right. I get the play call, everything's set. Now I can go out and, and make off balance throws, off schedule throws we call them. Uh, that's where we want to see him take that next leap. And there was a couple throws last year that he'll be the first to tell you he might have threw it across his body, uh, or he threw it, you know, into the end zone when we're in the red zone and we got points, and he, and it was a little iffy. We got to eliminate those. And then there's others where there might have been somebody that was open that he overthrew. Uh, we got to eliminate those. We want to we want to hit those. But don't get it. 
don't fool yourself. That's not the only quarterback that's missing those throws, you know. So that's why he has all the, the magnifying glass here in our city because it's him. But that goes on throughout the league. But to make him a superstar, we got to have him always be hitting those. When you, you know? took that job last year, how long did it take for you to realize that the rest of the locker room had bought into Mitch as the guy? Um, I, I felt it right away. I really did, yeah. I, I thought that uh, – I think the biggest thing, because I think really our team last year wasn't even about that. I think it was about me. When were they going to buy into me and, and what we did as a staff and trust us? The, they, they, a lot of those guys last year, uh, they already knew about Mitch. The new guys we brought in didn't, and they, they developed the chemistry offensively. Uh, and then as, as uh, I, I'd say, to probably answer your question as best as I can, the, the, the more we got in, maybe week four-ish, is when you could start feeling – we go into that Packers game last year. I, you know, we put a first fifteen down and we started calling plays, but I didn't really know exactly what we were going to do well. You know, so we all grew together, and and those guys, but they, they have ultimate trust in him. And you look at start to finish from Mitch. What gives you the most encouragement about where he is at and where he's headed in his progression and his development? The Eagles game. That's it. Yep. That's well. No, you know what I liked about it was at the end of the game taking the team down in that situation you, you know made a couple of those big throws there to give us a chance in a big stage I already knew all year long anybody that watches if you if you watch our season and you watch every play that we had okay and you you can take out the runs and just go through and watch the pass plays you'll see how much he grew um, I think you will uh, I can tell you how much he grew mentally the huddle procedure, calling the play at the line of scrimmage, making the mic ID, you know, making a check, flipping it, all that. I, that was he. He did awesome. You know, we have a we have a little wordy offense at times, and he aced it. And so, and then to him to put it on the field, um, you know, middle midway through the season, beginning of the season, we talked about next mentality, next play mentality. He conquered that. Uh, he had a, he had a couple games in there where he'd be the first to tell you that he felt like he could have played better. And he was hanging on to previous plays. He got by that. So uh, all that growth, he, he's he's so he's so excited to get in there. And there, there might be some times this year where I just say, hey, just just take this series in, in OTAs or in training camp. Hey, call call this series right here. I'm gonna let you run the show. You know, that's I couldn't do that last year because he didn't know what to call. This year he'll be he'll be able to do that. Um. That's a really. I wish I could have thought about that more. Uh, no, he, he's a uh, he, he's a coach that they're going to end up seeing is uh, um, extremely um, smart, really smart. The players are going to love him because he's he's uh, he has a way of, of he's very real with them. He'll be he'll tell them exactly how he feels. He won't have a filter, uh, which I love that honesty. He's a very honest person. Um, but he's gonna, he's gonna. There's that tough love, but he's. They're gonna end up really enjoying him because he cares so much about him deep down inside. And so he, he's, uh, he's on the defensive side as a as a play caller. He, he's he's one of the best, if not the best, in the league. And uh, uh, so I'll be really excited to see how he handles the whole the whole the whole picture. But there, he's a great guy, and I thought it was a slam dunk hire. What are your thoughts? If it was entirely up to you. What do you do with the instant replay proposals that are here? What would you decision? Well, yeah, it's a there's so many elements to this thing with, with uh, if it was just real simple and, and everybody said um, you know, replay everything, then I think everybody would probably want that if it was easy. But there's just so many dynamics to it. There's so many moving parts. The only thing I care about is making sure that in the end we get the right call and I don't know what the best way is to do that we're going through that now but it's just it's it's uh if we're all sitting here watching the game together right now and and all of us are saying that that should have been called this way or that way then it probably should and those are the ones it was like it was like the catch rule right last year everybody was talking about that and we got that right and I, I thought that, that was a great great move last year and so I'll be, you know, we're going through it now. Discussions are going on. And I would say uh, if instant replay, if, if, if it's going to help it out and get the call right, then let's do it. Would you be in favor of, of challenging a play where there was no flag thrown and saying we won't do it? Again, 
if it's going to get the play right and 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 we can do that, yeah. Um, but I also am the I, I realize I'm smart enough to understand that there's so many parts to this puzzle, and it's not. I wish you could say, yeah, it's that easy. You just throw a challenge and, and look at it. It's not, and so. I, I just have too. Much, I have a lot of respect and trust in these other coaches and the owners and and uh, in the you know in the officials and trying to figure out the best way to do it. And right now it's it's a time thing. We got to just figure out what the time that's going on, what we can get done. From, from a coaching perspective, would challenging something like that, like a call that wasn't made, sort of be like when you're challenging the line of scrimmage? Yeah. The chances of them changing it isn't necessarily. The risk reward factor there. On the well, that's that's the deal. So if you went that route and you were you were to challenge, right? You had your two challenges, and you were to challenge um, a play, you better be uh, picky with what you challenge, right? Because if you challenge it in the second quarter on a on a play that doesn't really mean that much, and you need that in the fourth quarter on on a, a particular play that means a lot, you better be choosy with it and, and so it better be not great better it better it better be pretty clear and and uh, now the ones fourth and one line line of scrimmage all that stuff those are hard especially when the piles occur but uh, if it's going to get it right I'm down I'm, I'm in for all that just get it right Can there be an emotional factor to it too of say you're there's a blatant pass interference call that isn't called and you're you're hot on the sidelines and you want to throw that flag could that factor into how you go about maybe not you know, deciding a challenge if your emotions are kind of running hot at that point? I think it depends on where it's at in the game um, and what what happened on the rest of the play. You know, uh, if you do it, if you feel that strongly that it was, and and we went that route and you challenged it, then you're most likely going to win a challenge and you'll keep your challenge and you won't lose a timeout. So. Needing to prepare for and recover from a trip overseas and the disruption that comes with it, plus or minus. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm alright with it. You got to do your research. Talk to people that have done it. I was in Kansas City. We we went we went there and uh, um, we we had a successful week. I thought it was great. Uh, but there's there's uh, that's where you got to rely on your support staff to make sure that everyone's in it together. And I think uh, uh, we'll handle it well. Is your instinct to add some? team building travel type stuff with it or is it going to be all football? Uh, no, it'll it'll be 90% football and just a sprinkle, you know, but we're over there on a business trip. Uh, that's that's why we're there. But at the same time, it's 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 great culture for the guys to, to, to see and to be a part of. And some guys have never been over there. So it'll be that that's that's uh, that's a part of life. And uh, if you can uh, balance it. Make sure you do it the right way. I'm good with that. Is your preference a, a longer trip so they acclimate to the time change, or do you want to be kind of, you know? We're, we we haven't decided that yet, but from what I what we did in Kansas City, we went shorter. So I think we went over there on a Thursday. We weren't there the whole week, and that felt like still plenty of time. Even you know Thursday, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and then we came back. That was that was still a good time, and you, you're there's still time to be able to, to to see things over there and to do what you want to do. But I thought the shorter week was better. But I'm not saying we're going to do that. But yeah. that's just what we did. Yeah, so was that only one practice for you guys over there? It, it was uh, yeah, it was one main practice, uh, which was cool. It was really neat because we we were actually struggling at the time. I think we were on a four or five game lose streak, and uh, we went over there. And we, we, we practiced in a, in a rugby stadium, and uh, it was at nighttime. It was like Friday night lights, and we had the music playing, and guys were kind of a little bit tired, but they, they it, it, like, sparked us a little bit. Like, they felt like they were in high school again, and everybody had an energy going. And then we had a walk through the next day and, and, and then played. But uh, I, I always remember that. It was, a, it, was a, uh, it was a short practice, but it was pretty neat because it was under the lights. And, it was, it was a different atmosphere. So with, with the draft, uh, how would you characterize the opportunity for you guys, given that you don't have the two uh, picks? The, so, the yeah, so what it does is uh, it's very similar to free agency, right? So last year in free agency, we had tons of money, and we could just we could just start going for who you want. When you have a first-round pick, second-round pick, it's similar to that. You, you know what those top – well, now free agency this year – we were looking more depth-wise, right? And, and more, uh, you don't have as much money, and so you gotta be particular, and you gotta really, it's not as easy. 
So it's the same thing with the draft. There's still great talent in the draft in those rounds. And, um, you know, you're, you're always uh, – we're going to always stay creative, so we need to move back or forward, do whatever we need to do, we'll do. But there's – uh, just looking at the the talent in in, in in every draft, but really where we're at, we like where we're at. We'll, we got to maximize on those now. And we, I think though, you guys, we've we've done we've had a history of doing well in that batch. So, so what about running back uh, in this class stands uh-huh. out to you, and maybe an opportunity there to be the type of, of you talk about that puzzle to fit the puzzle the way you want. Yeah. With that, uh, it, it's 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 uh it's pretty neat uh, looking at the the guys at the running back position when you when you look at it, I think any any coach will tell you there's a there's a, a nice group of backs that they all kind of have their unique style so some of them they might not have the home run speed but he can run you over this guy might have average hands but but uh, he's really great between the tackles there's they're all a little bit different and so I think it comes down to teams that are looking at running backs are you know what flavor do you like what kind of ice cream do you like and and then it's just uh, and then when you get in the draft is where are they going to be at I think there was a video of you and Ryan working out a running back at Ohio State that they kind of went it was shared on Twitter. That was furry. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Just in terms of kind of working hand in hand, you know, now that you're, you know, yeah. mostly the head coach working with Brian and going in the yeah. hall of the what do you come to appreciate and enjoy about the actual evaluation? I, I love it. No matter what position it is, um, I just think it's uh, – to, to be able to, to get with these guys and see them live and, and talk to them and see what they're like, you, you get you get a good feeling. And so, whatever position it is, offense, defense, it, it helps you. You know, it's hard to evaluate a lot of guys on t- on, on tape and uh, um, and get a good feel for them. You, you try to as much as you can, but being able to, to go there and see guys is, is great. And you know, and I've, we've done it with the quarterback position in years past. And, and uh, it just it's uh, it helps you out a lot. There's players and coaches that won't be ready April 15th Uh, I don't think so. I think I think Miller Anthony's the only one. Don't I mean don't mark my word 100 percent to it, but I, I think uh, I think that's about it. Sorry, the players and coaches are pretty much moving into a brand new facility. Yeah. Now, so. How is that going to help you? And what did you be able to do this year that you couldn't do last year? Like Number one, we're so fired up and pumped up to, to get into that. Um, everybody is. Um, I got a sweet shower, too. It's huge. I heard uh, that, you, did you see it? I didn't see it. But yeah. I yeah. No, it. The coach's shower? There's <laughs> 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 a headline. Uh, not going to be. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? No, nothing old. Nothing. Nothing's really gonna. The, the, here's the the one. The biggest change from last year to this year is gonna be our guys don't have to walk to the weight room. Everything's right there, which that saves. You know, when you're setting the schedule, that saves five ten minutes. You know, so. Isn't there also like a screen over you kind of replicate? Yeah, yeah. So we got. Uh, we have a, a, a field that's an indoor field that's 30, 30, uh, 30 yards deep, normal size, and then we got like a 30-foot uh, virtual reality uh, that goes the, the, the width of the field. So guys can go out there and we can simulate like a blitz or a, you know whatever we want. We can line guys up. And it's uh, it's amazing what they've done and it's everything's brand new. We just got to make sure now that they, that they don't get spoiled. So we got. We'll do that. We'll make sure that they don't get too too spoiled. You weren't there when, when the, the plans were set and finalized. If you added anything to, that you wanted to see, you maybe added to, to the building. That they Besides the show. Yeah. Besides the big yeah. Shower. Yeah. Larry can't wait to see. No. Um, yeah. They uh, uh, they had all that stuff. They did a great job of piecing that all together before I got there. But then when I did get there, going through the plans of, you know, where would you want this like we're doing this but can we move it this way or that way uh what about the the aesthetics of it you know you want to put what what do you want a saying to be here how do you want this to be you know the i'm always a fan i I love the stripes so i I love our stripes that we have just the the i just i i want stripes everywhere you know so some of that there's we have in the building and um but uh how many bus are there going to be no we we don't want to overdo it you know there, there's, there's not a lot, uh, and we're working on some new, some new things this year, uh, right now for the guys. But 
we have a couple sayings here there, and then we gave the position coaches the ability to create their own wall in their room. You know, and so there's some you you know there's you guys will get a chance to see it. There, there's some pretty pretty neat uh, sayings and, and and pictures in their rooms of the history of the positions. You know, it's pretty neat. Is the safety room going to be crimson now with the two guys from Alabama and the coach? I know. Uh, no, we're not letting that happen. Matt, uh, Kyle Long was willing to restructure his contract. Yeah. No surgeries this offseason. How anxious are you to see what he can do? Now that he's as healthy as he's been in a long time, I'm I'm, uh, I'm really anxious. I think to have those five guys on that offensive line back, and again, that's so important to make sure that you have that offensive line intact, and we have that. And he was a big part of that. Shows what type of person he is uh, for him to, to to do that, for him to be where he's at right now, health wise, mentally, physically. Um, he is one big human being he's strong and he knows that he feels right now that he's in a great spot uh i i just that that was huge for us it was huge and i think last year we were so concerned about his health when's he going to be able to practice when's he going to be able to play the trust factor this year we we know he's all in and when he gets out there and, and he's he's as good of a, a of a guard as anybody in the nfl what did you learn about the obvious benefits of continuity in the quarterback room you get chase and tyler and yeah you guys all back what are some things we might not see that helps mitch about having the whole group for a second year in a row well when he got and this is on a on a much lower level but uh when he heard that Tyler Bray, our third quarterback, right, signed back with us, I mean, he was elated. So that just speaks right there as to when you have a quarterback room, and it's the same thing for Dave Ragone, our QB coach. When you have a room of Mitch Trubisky, Chase Daniel, and Tyler Bray, three guys that, that they worked through the first OTAs and training camp trying to figure out who they were because, you know, they, the, the trust thing, they, they knocked that wall down. And now those three guys, even a Tyler Bray and Chase Daniel, are helping out Mitch to become try to be the best quarterback he can be. That trust is huge. And and so every day learning how they watch tape together. When somebody says something, what's it mean? And that's it's it's just uh, it's powerful. And uh, Mitch was one of the first guys that called me just to tell me how excited he was that Tyler's coming back as that third quarterback. One more uh, rule question for you. What do you think about this proposal uh, having the alternate onside kick where you can go for the 15 instead of kicking the ball? Well, it's, it's, it's creative for sure. Uh, I thought the, the, the numbers went down in regards to concussions with the onside kick. That's why the onside kick, you know, uh, uh, the rules changed. But the, also the percentages of getting an onside kick went down as well. So I think that's probably a little bit of what's driven between that is that if you the percentages are so low to get the onside kick let's figure out a way to to try to get the ball back and that's one way so um i'll be curious to hear more about it and see exactly what as we go through meetings today to, to hear more about it but it's unique it's different and if it if it's going to make the game better i'm all in is there a part of you that likes the idea of drying up some fourth and 15 plays just to have in the back fourth and 15 <laughs> is hard that's hard there, there's uh you know it's it's uh, it's not easy, especially when you get these D coordinators that want to just sit there and play the blanket defense at the 12 yards. Still Matt, uh, Andy Reid, what's doing? up? How you doing? How you doing? I've never had a bad day in my life. <laughs> I can remember one bad one for you. Uh, and that's the question. Yeah. Andy Reid talked about trying. He was asked about getting over the playoffs. Yeah. And he said he's spoken to you. Yeah. He did. And you guys were in similar situations. He did. What advice did you give to him? Well. So, uh, it first of all, we have that 24-hour rule where you just kind of, as close as we are, you just let everything go down. And so, uh, when I was driving home after our game, we broke the 24-hour rule, and I just called him just to just to talk after our game. And you know, one of the first things that Coach said was, and this is this was pretty neat, was you know. He, he, he was able to see a lot of our games, and he can he saw the growth in our quarterback. And so that that was, to me, really strong in the fact that he's telling me what a great job Mitchell did throughout the year. And that was comforting because that was a big part of what we were looking for this year. Um, and then as far as the, you know, handling the loss, um, it's, it's, it's life. It's, it's football. You'll, you'll get over it. Give it a couple of days. Then a couple of weeks later, they had their tough loss, and – I waited. I waited longer, and I waited a couple of days, and, and then we, we started talking. 
and he coach coach was down. It, it was it was hard. You know, it wasn't that was he was he was so close, and I and I wanted it so bad for him. You know, you just you, you feel it. Um, but as we started talking, and I'm building this up. But as we started talking, we were like 15 minutes into it, and he just sits there and he says to me. Oh man, we just both need a cheeseburger, <laughs> and that's him, you know, right? You can hear him saying with that, huh? With, with mayo, yeah, extra, with, with extra mayo. mayo. But he he wanted that cheeseburger, and so we we were like, and then, then we were like, okay, and then um, and then the next day, I guess the the opponents were already out. The next day, he fires me a text message, and it's a picture of the of the schedule of the chief schedule, and he circled it against the Bears, and he says, "Let's go, baby." So we're ready. Between the both of you, less than a foot, which oh. lost totally by less than a foot. Crazy. In four inches and you. How about that? It's wild. But um, you know what? I, I think uh, we're both we're both built to handle those situations, and uh, you, you just he, he's he's going to get his shot. It, it's coming, and uh, uh, I'm I'm his biggest fan in the world, and, and I, I support him. And but yeah, we have that. That support for each other. It's pretty cool. Did you guys ever get that cheeseburger? Hey, but what's that? Did you guys ever get the cheeseburger together? Um, we never got it together, but when I was uh, when I was at the uh, Kansas City 101 Awards a few weeks ago, there's a spot there called Town Topic, and um, they got great cheeseburgers. So I, I went there with my wife, and we hammered a ch- cheeseburger, and then I got it at nighttime too, and then I sent Coach a picture of it, Town Topic, and he 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 he. Uh, See, Coach is real big into the, um, what are those, emojicons or whatever? What are those, like, pic- emojis, like, of yourself? Like, bitmoji? So, he's huge. No one knows. I probably just told you, but he's big on bitmoji. So, and he builds himself in a Tommy Bahama. So, he has Tommy Bahama, and then he'll send me a picture of, like, eating a bunch of cheeseburgers or something. And so, uh, uh, and then I have mine, and I send him back mine, and, and it's uh, we have fun with it. What's yours? Huh? What's your picture? So I'm I'm all I'm all uh, you want to see it I'm all bared I'm oh no this isn't my phone I'm all I'm bared up I got the bears hat I don't they don't have a visor so I, I got to talk to somebody who, but who made it for you um, yeah I made it I made it yeah <laughs> yeah I made it let me just see here I'm gonna show you let's see if I can find this for you. What else? Go ahead. I'm listening. Matt, you talked about your growth as a play caller. What, what about like clock management when you look at some, some certain situations last season as far as you know, decisions on when to stop the clock or when not to stop the clock? Probably not a good time to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> see? You guys see? That's, see, I got the beard. Yeah. See, watch. I'm going to pace it right there. See? What do you guys think? That look like me? Yeah. Not bad, right? Solid. You just got to get the visor, though. You got Andy's handy? Yeah. Let me see. I, you want to see it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, it's like the players just sending all that crap. What's that? It'll be like the players sending all that crap. I know. I know. You know what, though? We just have fun. We have fun. You know who else is bad with this is uh, Coach Chill. Uh, look, here's a good one. I sh- probably shouldn't show you guys this, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> How do I do this, babe? You can't do that. <laughs> oh, I can't do it or I can't, can't show them? You can't blow it up. Okay. Yeah. See, there's Coach. You see Coach with the pancakes? <laughs> see? I'm not lying. <laughs> so, that's it right there. Right? So, anyway. All right. What was the question about <laughs> clock management? <laughs> Why are you going to ask me that question? <laughs> you should. <laughs> Last one, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, it's just, it, it goes with everything. I mean... When you look back upon how you grew as a play caller, you think about maybe some moments like maybe I should have stopped yeah. there. What, what, how is that maturation process for you, and how do you assess it? Who do you work with, like quality control people? Like how do you handle that in a game as well? Right. You know what we do is um, so we 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 talk about uh, situations every single week, and that really it, throughout training camp we do we do a lot more of it. But we 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 go through different scenarios and. We'll do it in front of the whole team, and then I'll, I'll pause it and say, what would you do here to the team and make them talk, or I might call a guy out or something. Um, for me, now that I had those games this year to, to go through different scenarios, um, you know, what I'll do is learn from So I'll just go to one, one for example, is the, the Giants game, right? Yeah, that one, um, 
you know, I wouldn't do again. I, I, I would. I learned from that, and uh, I would not call a timeout on third and twenty-three, backed up after sack, sack. You know, the way the game was going. Um, you know, they got a twenty-two yard run, and but that's not even real. I told you this before. That part didn't bother me as much as the next play, where they got out of bounds, and because. But anyway, none of that would happen if I didn't call a timeout, right? So stuff like that I would learn from. Now, there's other situations where you could say uh, you should have did this or you should have did that. Uh, the end of the the end of the Eagles game, you know, do you call a timeout down there when they have the ball and go timeout, timeout, timeout? Do you hang on? You know, there's and there's there's uh, there's analytics that say to do this or do that, and and some of it's feel. So I'll always be the first one to critique myself, and but I, but tr- trust me. I don't take it for granted, and I don't take it lightly. I, I, I go through every scenario that I could have done better at, and I'll, I'll do it the next – I'll learn from it, you know. Thank you, man. So, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you, yep. Thanks, guys.